Monkey Farm. And today we are doing Abbott and Costello Meet the Invisible Man. Alright. Which they did, actually, already. I didn't yeah. think about that until right this moment. They already met him? Oh, see, no, this didn't this literally did not occur to me until right now. They met him at the end of Abbott and Costello Meet Frankenstein. They met the Invisible Man, right? True. So wouldn't this be Abbott and Costello Meet Another? Invisible Man? True. Right? Weird, huh? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I wonder what order that is in. <laughs> oh, they're they're in that order. Um, uh, Abbott and Costello Meet Frankenstein is 1948, and Abbott and Costello Meet the Invisible Man is 1951. Maybe that's the old Invisible Man that they were talking about. Huh. Well, okay, so <laughs> let's... I guess we're going to get into the movie right right into it, right? Yeah. Okay. So, if you haven't seen Abbott and Costello Meet Frankenstein, you should see that. Yeah. Listen to our episode, whatever, because <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that too here. Yes. But at the end of that movie, they end up talking to the Invisible Man, who is voiced by Vincent Price. Yeah. Which is technically the second Invisible Man in the Universal franchise. Because uh, John Griffin, the original Invisible Man, is the Claude Rains in the first movie. And Vincent Price is the Invisible Man in, like, the Invisible Man Returns or whatever it is. And that's who they end up talking to. At least they talk to Vincent Price and, you know, meet Frankenstein. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, obviously there's not, like, a clear continuity. Maybe we're nitpicking here. <laughs> or but... maybe I'm nitpicking. Because I don't think they play the same characters at all in both movies. But they're still Abbott and Costello meeting yeah. monsters. Yeah. In the movie we're talking about, they say that they talk about another Invisible Man before the one that they meet. So wouldn't it make sense if that was the other Invisible Man they were talking about that came before? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's who they are talking about is the original... Invisible Man, right? They say John Griffin. I think the name is John Griffin. That's that's throwing me off. I, I feel like I could be wrong, but something like that, which is not only the Invisible Man from the first movie, but also the Invisible Man in the original book. So that's the name of the character. And it's not necessarily a reference specifically to the Invisible Man in the original Universal movie or in Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Could just be a reference to the book character as well. True. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but remember, oh, no, their their names in Abbott and Costello Meet Frankenstein were, yeah, they're Chick and Wilbur, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Except for the moment where uh, Wilbur calls out to Chick and he calls him Abbott. <laughs> I didn't catch that. Yeah, when, next time we watch it, I'll make sure that I point it out to you that he does. He calls him Abbott. <laughs> but they actually play Bud and Lou. In 
Meet the Invisible Man. Yeah. But anyway, enough about <laughs> enough about that, I guess. Yep. Uh, what do you want to talk about with regard to this movie? Because, of course, you like comedies. That's kind of why we're watching a lot of these lately. Yeah, I really like them. And also this one, the beginning of this one was really, really funny. Because they were graduating from the like a detective school, and then um, Lou says to Bud, "I can't believe how I'm graduating." And then Bud says, "Because we paid him twenty five dollars." Oh yeah, he paid someone to <laughs> to let Lou graduate. Yeah, yeah, but they they play characters with their own first names anyway. Yeah, right. So Bud and Lou, and then. <laughs> And then, oh, I keep forgetting which is which. Um, well, which is which? You mean Bud and Lou? Yeah. Uh, Lou, Lou Costello is the short pudgy guy. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Lou, like, sits in a chair and then comes back up. When he sits down, he doesn't sit in the chair. <laughs> yeah, he just sits off the stage. It's pretty good. Yes, Al is really big into classic comedy, as we've talked about on the show before. And Abbott and Costello are among your favorites. Yeah. Where do they rank? I think we talked about this on something recently, but where do they rank for you? With Up with the Marx Brothers and... Buster Keaton? Yeah. Okay. So basically those are your top three. Yeah. Marx Brothers, Buster Keaton, Abbott and Costello. Yeah. In no particular order. No. Yeah. No. Uh, the great tragedy of the Marx Brothers where this show is concerned <laughs> is that they don't have any monster movies. So we don't nope. get to talk about them, but maybe we'll do a Patreon series about them. I think we've said that before, too, <laughs> that we do some kind of Patreon thing. But I think that would be the way to go is to go on Patreon and, you know, have like a series of reviews of comedy movies or something. But like they don't really have horror ones. So, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, so maybe that'll happen, but <laughs> that's why we've ended up with another Abbott and Costello on here because most of the time when we sit down to watch a movie, well, no, all the time. <laughs> so whenever I say, Al, let's go watch a movie, it's one of two things, monster movie or a comedy of this sort, specifically Marx Brothers, Abbott and Costello or Buster, um, Buster Keaton. Keaton. <laughs> yep. Right. Um, occasionally Laurel and Hardy will work their way yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But I do like, it's like, it's most of the same thing with like Abdick Costello, um, the Marx Brothers, and... Laurel and Hardy? Yeah. So it's the same thing, I guess. Like, but with Marx Brothers has a little more of it, because like... You mean in terms of like the group dynamic? Yeah. Like with, with an Abdick Costello and Laurel and Hardy, one of them's like really scared and like does not want to do this thing. And then the other just like is like braver and then gets them to do it, but then also gets right. scared too. And so Yeah, they're all yeah. they're always about doing stupid crazy things. Yep. And yeah. then the Marx brothers just are all crazy. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and I know somebody might go, well, not Zeppo. But Zeppo hangs around with them. So what does that say about him? <laughs> right? His character is supposed to be kind of the straight man. But I don't, I don't know. There's this great article that I read ages ago, and I probably won't remember <laughs> to like link it. Uh, I'm sorry. Hit me up on social media if like you want to read it. But there's this great article about the necessity of Zeppo in the group, how having Zeppo in the group actually makes them more anarchic. 
right? Yeah, because, because <laughs> even though they aren't, like, just having Zeppo makes them seem more crazy. Having just one person who is not just a yes. maniac. <laughs> That's a great way to put it, right? He isn't an absolute lunatic. And the fact that they have him around does seem weird, right? Yeah, which yeah. makes him seem more crazy so yeah and that's basically the gist of the article but uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're now just talking about the marx brothers that happens with us a yeah. lot mm -hmm. uh, the marx brothers are my favorites in fact i wrote an encyclopedia article about the marx brothers for the encyclopedia of the 1920s in america or something like that i wrote the articles on marx brothers uh who were uh, at the time in like vaudeville or whatever and then the Harold Lloyd, D.W. Griffith, and Felix the Cat. I think I wrote all those for that particular <laughs> encyclopedia. Did you know I did that? Yeah, I used to write for encyclopedias. Huh. Uh, Joe did too. I got Joe into it for a while. It was a lot of fun, but it was a lot of work. I mean, for very little money. But, you know, it was really rewarding to kind of learn all that stuff and be able to put down the stuff that I loved into an encyclopedia. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. If you look at the shelf just next to us, right, I mean, it's chock-a-block full of movie books, a lot of which have to deal with, you know, Harold Lloyd and the Marx Brothers. I have multiple, you know, uh, biographies of the Marx Brothers. <laughs> so big fan. But where was I going with that? <laughs> I don't know. I lost myself in all of this. This is how we work people. Get used to it. <laughs> if they're not used to it by now... I mean, we've been around for over five years, so... Eh. Although, we've got a lot of newcomers to the show. Yeah, thanks that's to, what I'm meaning. Yeah, thanks to uh, Darcy and Joe Bob, for yep. sure. So, welcome, mutant fam. Yep. Also, we do get a little lost in some of our Patreon-exclusive ones. Oh, you mean the ones that we've yeah. been recording? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We keep getting lost. Not lost, but off Just on a tangent. It was like sidetracks. We've got a commentary on Last Man on Earth that'll be dropping on Patreon later this year. And a solid hour of that, we don't talk about the movie. No. <laughs> so, okay, back to the movie at hand. Let's actually talk about the darn thing. Yep. Abbott and Costello meet, I was going to say Frankenstein, the Invisible Man. What do you want to talk about? So, basically, like, there's this, like criminal i guess that they're supposed kind of, to be yeah. like working with but then somehow lou keeps like figuring out that it's he's a criminal and then forgetting it and then figuring it out again he's like he's like oh he's a criminal and then later he's like hmm i think he's a criminal and like oh i hmm, see what you're I saying <laughs> yeah the guy uh tommy right that was his yeah, name yeah yeah so tommy is a boxer who's been imprisoned for murdering his manager even right? though he didn't but he didn't he was framed for it so he's escaped from jail and wants to prove his innocence but the only way he can do that is if he becomes invisible yep which is where they talk about the first person who did that who mm -hmm. went crazy basically yeah the original invisible man and that's the thing is like will he go crazy or not before he proves his innocence right yep so that's the whole setup. And from there, it gets pretty wacky because yep. uh, Lou has to become a boxer. 
And then Lou sees Tommy go invisible while they're shaking hands. And then he goes to, like, the doctor where he puts everyone that comes in asleep. Oh, that's a great sequence. Yeah, he ends up accidentally hypnotizing almost an entire building full of people. Because, like, um, he doesn't get hypnotized by the little watch TikTok. And then he's like, and then he tells another person, like, and, like, what he was doing, what the doctor was doing and saying, like, you're falling asleep and that. And, like, and that's what he said. And he basically makes everybody that come in <laughs> fall asleep. He sure does. That's a great bit, too. Yeah. The, the recurring little bits throughout thereafter with the psychiatrist are also really funny. That's a great <laughs> running gag. Oh, right, yeah. When the psychiatrist tells Lou to lay down, he, he switches it and then tells the psychiatrist to lay down mm -hmm. and ask him and ask his psychiatrist, what's wrong with me? <laughs> That's a very Marx Brothers bit. Yep. Right? That is, yeah, it is very much a Marx Brothers bit. It's it's like a, I don't, it's like something that Groucho would do, right? Yeah. So, yeah, eventually Lou has to become a boxer and fight the big match against another boxer. Oh my goodness, the intricacies of this are temporarily lost on me. It's that boxer's manager killed Tommy's manager? Something like that. Yeah. It's convoluted. The interesting thing to me is, and, and this I want I want you to talk about, it's not really a horror movie, though. It's a monster movie. It's got a monster in it. So, yeah, absolutely. Invisible Man constitutes monster. Not arguing with you there, but it's not really a horror movie, right? Well, I guess two people do die. People die, right? But people die in movies that aren't horror movies. True. People can die in comedies, right? Yep. So, yeah, I mean, it's not spooky like Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein actually is in parts. It's more Marx Brothers like. Yeah, and that's and that's a that's a good way to put it, or more standard, I guess, Abbott and Costello fair. Yeah, because in their monster ones, it's normally just them freaking out. This one, it's more like it's like. This one's more like their normal non-monster ones, right? Yeah, exactly. The kind of thing where if they're firefighters in a movie and they fight fires and then it's goofy. This is like if Lou became a boxer. It's more about the boxing in many ways than it yep. is the Invisible Man. Yep. Which and is then, interesting. And you know? then just like him, he keeps forgetting everything like the instant he says it. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've watched, I think now... All of the Abbott and Costello meet blank movies, like The Monsters. Yeah. Um, Jekyll and Hyde, uh, The Killer, I, Boris Karloff. I don't think we've done all of them. Though. We've not talked about them on the show, no. no, but we've watched them. And I want to watch the ones again that we haven't done on the show. So that'll give us a reason to watch them again. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and I don't have a problem talking about all of them on the show. We'll just space them out, right? Al always gets in these, like, moods of only wanting to review one type of thing for a long time. And then which... and then you convince me to do a different thing, and then I want to do that for a while. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Which makes it very hard to um, do different things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, okay, so, yeah, we've watched The Mummy, Killer Boris Karloff, Jekyll and Hyde. Frankenstein. Uh, Frankenstein, which Invisible Man. Really, it doesn't I may be missing one, but... We've watched them all, and some of them are horror movies of sorts, and some aren't. Yeah. 
I mean, the yeah. killer Boris Karloff has a nice horror element to it. Yeah, well, in Meet Frankenstein, it's more of a Dracula than Frankenstein movie. Cause well, it's all the monsters in that. Yeah. On well, the Wolfman, right? Because they hang out with uh, Lawrence Talbot. Didn't they do a Meet the Wolfman? Did they do a separate Meets the Wolfman? Yeah. Uh, pretty, hmm. Wanna, let me let me look I'm that up. I could be. Think. Because uh, like it's where they keep putting on like a Wolfman mask. Well, they do that in the uh, in Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Yeah, but they also do it in Wolfman, where the Wolfman's just running around chasing them, but then everybody keeps getting blamed for it because they all have Wolfman-like masks. No, that's that is okay. that's actually in Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Okay, yeah, it's yeah. just yeah, it just has a lot of them, so it's really confusing. Yeah, because it's got the Frankenstein monster. Why is it? Why is it not called um, Meet oh, Meet all the Monsters? <laughs> meet Meet the Classic Monsters. I mean, who knows? I guess Frankenstein just being like the name that's most associated with all of them. Because you even have when you go into the Universal monster movies before Meet Frankenstein, a lot of them were House of Frankenstein, Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. You know, those ones, you had a bunch of them where they meet all of the different monsters, not not Abbott and Costello. But, like, the characters meet all of the different monsters yeah. and the monsters fight. But like, Frankenstein's, like, the classic. Yeah, and his name happens to be on the title of most of those movies. So, or at least more of them than the other characters. Yeah. Which makes it easier to associate the movies, this movie in particular, the Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, with that series. But right. <laughs> Abbott and Costello meet the Invisible Man. It's a monster movie, but it's not a horror movie. Yeah, it's weird because they are cooperating with the bad guy, like the Invisible Man, too. Well, he is innocent, but he does become a bad guy. You know, yeah. he starts to lose his mind being mm -hmm. invisible. Uh-huh. And him and Lou have to work together to be the boxer because he cannot yeah. do it. That's, that's one of my favorite bits. I love that when they're in the uh, in the ring or even when they're at the practice session, right? When he's doing the bag and stuff, mm -hmm. the, the punching bag. And <laughs> Lou is pretending to do the stuff, but he's not hitting anything. Yeah. Like he's, and sometimes he's not even swinging his arms. Like you know? he's just blocking, but like he's not like punching it. It's Tommy the Invisible Man doing all of it. Right. And then, like, he keeps messing up because, like, he's supposed to, like, get knocked out in, like, the fifth one. And then he just falls over when he's not even hit. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then he, like, just is not, does not want to do it. Like, he keeps going back. Like, when, when he's supposed to get out, he just goes back and, get, and sits down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff, man. What yep. else do you want to talk about, though, uh, before we get into our segments? Oh, right, Not that yeah. we've talked about the movie or its story much at all, oh. but we could just, like, one of the things that happens when we talk about comedies is we just start talking about all the funniest parts and laughing. Right, yeah. <laughs> With the parts where they're trying to make it so that no one realizes it's the Invisible Man, Eric. Mm, yeah. And, like, in the beginning, before they actually, like, get, like... Um, work with Tommy. Tommy keeps kicking one of them in the in the butt. And oh then yeah, he's kicking butt. bud. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. That's... <laughs> it's a gigantic uh, penguin outside. I think. This <laughs> is <laughs> <laughs> so. I don't know. Do you want to move into the segments and talk about like specific yeah. bits that stand out? Yeah. 
I mean, that's the entire plot, though. Like, we've, it really is as simple as criminal trying to prove, or a guy trying to prove his innocence after escaping from jail becomes the invisible man. Lou has to become a boxer, but really doesn't. And, and, and they fight the bad guys. Yeah. Right. Uh, oh man. Ooh. No, okay. Let Let's talk about that <laughs> in a different one. I know what I know what you. I know. Okay. What you, I know. All right. So let's move into our segments. First up is Beastly Best. All right, man. Beastly Best. What is the coolest monster moment for you in this movie? I think when they're fighting in the boxing ring, when Tommy just lays down trips all of them. Oh and- yeah, when he. <laughs> <laughs> freaking Lou knocks him out and he's passed out in the middle of the like ring like right along the side yeah like he accidentally like he accidentally spins around and knocks him out and then he keeps tripping everyone like, yeah so that's pretty funny mm-hmm. I think and yeah, also I like that. also when like he just is not even in the ring when he's sitting down Tommy when he yeah. goes and sits in the audience yeah Okay, and like the seat moves. There's a lot of that stuff. That's the stuff that we love about Invisible Man movies. Stuff floating around, you know. Um, There's not much of celery and like. Well, no, there's the celery. There's the uh, the bit with the spaghetti. He's like smoking a cigarette, you know, drinking at the bar. Tommy does a whole bunch of stuff. It's not big stuff like in the original Invisible Man where he throws off his clothes while running or something like that, right? No, nothing like that. Nothing super crazy. It's all pretty simple, pretty low-budgety stuff, but uh, still some good stuff there. I like yeah. the moment. It's not really something that Tommy does, but there's that moment near the end, big yeah. spoilers, where they end up accidentally filling the room that he's in with steam, and one of the gangsters like sees the outline of Tommy and throws a knife right into his chest. That's so crazy. Yeah. Love that. Mm-hmm. That, was a, that, for me, is the coolest moment. Yeah. Did you get spooked by anything? Is there anything for that segment? No. I think really the only spooky parts is when they get spooked. Like when Lou's freaking out when, uh, whatever, Tommy first turns invisible or something? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I forgot about the part when, like... He keeps telling, like, when the psychiatrist asks him, have you ever seen a person disappear before? And he says, my brother. And he's like, how did he disappear? He fell into a manhole. <laughs> and then... Um, Are we doing funny bones? Is that is that yeah, the segment we're on? Yeah. Okay, funny bones. Um, you like the manhole joke. And then, oh, what was the other one? Oh, what was the other one that they were... The sight gag where... They get the five hundred dollars, and, <laughs> and Bud's like, "I'm keeping all five hundred And Lou like keeps taking the money from him, and putting like, it he in put, his pocket. And, and then he's like, "What didn't she give you? Oh, she gave you five hundred dollars, but that's the five hundred dollars they get." And Lou keeps taking the money, and like when he tries to put it in his pocket, Lou, um, Lou just opens up his pocket so it comes in his pocket. Yes, yeah. When Bud goes to put the money <laughs> in his own pocket. Lou extends his pocket to where Bud's pocket is, so he jams it in there. That bit we were laughing about, talking about how uh, Harpo it is. Yeah, you know? yeah. With him just taking people's things. Yeah. And like when they take it back, he just somehow tricks him, them and takes it jams back Jams it into again. his coat, you know. <laughs> or like they take something from him and they're like, hey, that's mine. And they turn around and he like cuts it in half <laughs> and takes the, the half that he cut off. 
You know, this is very much <laughs> where like a he Harpo keeps bit. like, um, and then where, um, Bud shows Lou how to give it to him, and then he just like chips it by, um, flipping it around and taking it back again. And, yeah, like, keeps. <laughs> That's so funny. And then he still has one hundred of the dollars left. Hmm. Oh man. Yeah, a lot yeah, of great that's stuff. Real, that's really funny. So before we get into Scream themes, I think what this boils down to, our entire discussion here, is like, I would recommend the movie, but it isn't anywhere close to Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. No. Like, worlds apart. It's still hilarious, but Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein is, I dare say, one of the absolute greatest universal monster movies of that era. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's like top shelf uh, universal monster movie. So, yeah. But anyway, big one, man. Scream themes. What do you oh, see being right, a big yeah. message? Oh, we didn't talk about one of the things. The part right at the ending there. with um, Oh, where Lou becomes invisible? Yeah. You know what? That is so weird and insane. I would rather our listeners experience that for themselves there is some bizarre stuff right at the end of the movie. Lou becomes invisible for a short period of time. And the circumstances surrounding it are so wild. And the end result is kind of mortifying. <laughs> like, I guess what happens to him physically is maybe the scariest thing in the movie. So let's move on to scream themes. Again, what is a message, a major message of this movie that is coming to you? Right, that you're getting out of this story. Okay, I got one. Sometimes, if someone um frames you like sometimes like lies about you, yeah, sometimes they don't believe you, and sometimes you just have to calm down and try to convince them. But if they don't realize it, eventually they will. But don't go to crazy heights. Try to prove your innocence because they can't keep the lie forever. Oh, okay, okay, I see. Yeah, I like that eventually the truth will come out. That's that's what you're getting at. The big message mm-hmm. is the truth will eventually come out. So it's a message, you know, it's a message that I would say is actually more for the criminal than yeah. for the person who's been wronged. That the message would yeah. be that the truth will eventually come out. You can't hide your misdeeds forever. Yep. Because eventually they will figure it out and you can't yep. hide it forever. Yeah, absolutely. I like that Mm -hmm. a lot, man. Well, that's all I have on Abbott and Costello Meet the Invisible Man. Yep, me too. Why don't you tell our listeners where they can support us and find us online? Yep, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash word salad. And we actually have a new patron. Yes, we do. Do you remember the name? You just pause like (laughs) like your brain's drooling out your ears. (laughs) Suzanne Hansen. That's right. Welcome, Suzanne. Thank you for joining us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash word salad. Uh, <laughs> exactly. I guess that's the noise that it makes when you sign up. Uh, we <laughs> Of course, exclusive content over there. We've got more exclusive commentaries that I'm going to have posted up on Patreon throughout the fall here for your Halloween viewing pleasure or displeasure, depending on how you feel about the commentaries. Yeah. And today, the day that this is going up, I've posted a new video that's like a cinema cadaver cast kind of crossover thing. 
Um, it's a highlight reel from our Twitch stream when we were covering sports video games. We just yep. played a bunch of sports video games. Things got out of control. So I cut together a pretty Very wacky... out of control. <laughs> yes. I cut together a pretty wacky uh, highlight reel using my, you know, Adobe Premiere Pro know-how to mm-hmm. make it goofy and fun. So I'm in it too. Al's in it too. That's why it's the crossover. <laughs> Al's in it for a good chunk of it, a solid two, yep. three minutes, right? So yeah, uh, welcome Suzanne. Again, everyone, if you want to become patrons, support our show, support Word Salad Radio, head over to patreon.com slash word salad. And that's it. Al, plug the social media. You can find us on Twitter at cadaver underscore cast. You can find us on Instagram at cadavercast, one word. You can find us on Facebook at the cadavercast critters and creeps club. Join the club. You can find our merch at teespring.com slash cadavercast. Mm-hmm. And you can email us at cadavercast at gmail.com. Killed it, dude. You know what to do. You've been listening to another episode of Cadavercast. I'm Elle Burnham. And I'm Cadaver Dad Jeff Burnham. We love ya. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks. Cadavercast. <laughs> <laughs>